Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 188, and I'm calling it, I think, but what about cleaning and decluttering in the midst of life? Um, This is a follow-up podcast to last week. Um, Last week, I talked about how I do or don't do it all um, in podcast number 187, and in that podcast... Um, I went through, you know, what my typical week looks like, what my typical day looks like, um, how I view what I have to do, um, according to by the week as opposed to by the day and how I block off different days for different things. Um, and just how I prioritize and stuff like that. And, um, and that had been the question. Okay. But then, um, I realized, cause I think somebody, one of y'all said, oh, yay, this is the question I just sent. And I'm like, what? And I went, Oh yes, there was a question that somebody had sent me. I think it was actually after I had recorded it about, um, but I hadn't put it out yet about how do I fit decluttering in when I am so incredibly busy and exhausted all the time. And so, um, I realized, yeah, I really, I think I casually mentioned about, you know, and doing the dishes, blah, 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 laundry, whatever. Um, But the reality was that was not the focus of that one. That was more the focus of just getting life in all the responsibilities and all the different things that I do, not talking about cleaning and decluttering. So this week I'm going to talk about fitting the cleaning and decluttering in around those things. And what's funny to me or not funny or just reality, and let me just think about it for a minute, is, you know, that's how we operate, right? That's how I operate, that is me. When I talk about what do you do with your life? I mean, I'm not like, well, every day I do the dishes. I mean, y'all think I do that because that's how you know me as this crazy job where that is what I talk about. But like in normal life, it never occurs to me when we're talking about, oh, so, you know, how do you spend your days? Well, I spend my days doing the dish, running the dishwasher every night, whatever. No, I mean, it's like, I think about all this stuff, like, this is going to, I don't mean this the wrong way, but you know, quote unquote, real stuff that I do, like stuff that I care about, stuff that matters, blah, blah. And I feel like that's part of my issue is when I think about what do I do? What do I have to do? Cleaning, decluttering, doing the dishes, doing the laundry. Those basically never occur to me. I mean, that's a big part of why I ended up having to start this whole a slob comes clean thing, you know, and why I've had to go through this whole process of, okay, I can't just let these things not be part of my life. But when I start thinking about being busy and having stuff to do, those things just fall to the wayside. Okay. So it's really important with what we talk about around here for me to talk about how I actually fit those things into life 
because those to me are not necessarily life. They are for a lot of people. And I think that's awesome. But I feel like part of the common struggle that I have with a lot of the people that listen to this podcast is that that never occurs to some of us when we think about life and what we enjoy doing and fun and the ongoing, not even just fun, but work responsibilities and just the realities of life. I forget to put um, cleaning on the list. Anyway, so how does that all happen? Just to be clear, it's not automatic. Um, It does have to be fit in. Um, I think because people in general, when they're talking about what all they have going on, they don't mention dishes and laundry. And yet they seem to be wearing clean clothes. Um, They seem to be able to eat um, on a regular basis, even though they don't talk about those things. Um, because they wouldn't talk about that. I just assumed, Oh, okay. Well that's automatic for them. It's a given. It's a non-negotiable, which it kind of is because you do have to eat and you do have to put on clothes every day. You actually do. I promise. Um, anyway, I won't keep going, but you really do. We all have to wear clothes. It's socially acceptable. Um, but because that didn't come up in conversation, I just thought, well, it was automatic and a no brainer for a lot of people where the reality is it's not glamorous. It's not anything to be like, woohoo, I did the dishes, except around here, we can be like that. But in general life, you don't get to be that way. But that doesn't mean that people did it without having to think about it. Like it is something I have to be purposeful and think a lot about because it has to happen in the midst of, you know, all these things. I may be able to say, you know what, I'm not going to send out a newsletter this week, but I am not able to say, you know what, I am not going to wash clothes because then my family wouldn't have any clothes to wear. And yes, they do all know how to do their own laundry now and they can all do that. But if we all decide not to do laundry, um, you know, we don't have clean clothes and we need clean clothes every day. So it's kind of that ongoing thing, which is one of the things I've always said that was part of my issue is like, I can do things that I'm like, oh, okay, here's this project I can tackle. But when it comes down to ongoing, monotonous, daily things, don't have a beginning, a middle and an end. They just go on forever. That's where I struggle. And that's what a lot of this stuff is. It's just that ongoing thing. So how do I actually fit it in? Okay. So that's what I'm talking about in today's podcast. Um, let me tell you about our first sponsor prep dish. It's November. U.S. Thanksgiving is two weeks away. Knowing that the big feast with the cornbread dressing and the turkey and the mashed potatoes and all that is coming is great motivation to eat healthy right now. Prep Dish is a great way to make that happen. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service that sends you a weekly email that contains a gluten-free meal plan and a paleo meal plan. Included are detailed instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time all at once so you can get the meals on the table with minimal time and effort throughout the week. This is an excellent way to make healthy eating practical even during the busy holiday season. Allison, the founder of Prep Dish, is offering a free two-week trial so you can try out the service. This is perfect for staying on track and making life easier, even in the midst of the Thanksgiving and Christmas season. To get your free two-week trial, go to prepdish.com slash clean. That's prepdish.com slash clean for a free two-week trial. Okay, 
So as we talk about fitting in the basics, um, remember the math. All right. You know, I think sometimes, you know, I, I talked last week about, you know, kind of blocking things into days. I need two days, have to have, you know, two days to work on nothing but blog stuff. Um, three days is best, but I've got to have two. If I go down to one, something has to go, you know, so it's kind of like looking at it, at it as a mathematical fitting things into slots kind of a thing. Not that I'm mathematical, but as long as we're talking about math, let's talk about dishes math and laundry math and pickup math. And remember that if you're feeling overwhelmed, like I just don't know when to do this stuff, there is a pretty decent chance that your dishes math understanding is off. Okay. So there is probably a decent chance. I'm not making any assumptions about anybody, but I'm telling you how it would be for me that you don't actually have a real idea. Maybe it's right now. Maybe you used to have a real idea. Maybe you've read the book. Maybe you understand. Maybe you did it for a while, but you start to feel overwhelmed and you forget about dishes math and dishes math means that doing the dishes every day takes 10 to 15 minutes. Doing the dishes once every three to four days does not take just three to four times that amount. It ta- it's like exponential. Okay. So one day's worth of dishes is 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Two days worth of dishes is an hour. Three days worth of dishes is hours. Okay. It does not work the way that I think it should work mathematically because one day's worth of dishes generally fits in my dishwasher. Or if I don't have a dishwasher, then it generally fits on my drying area of my counter, either my drying mat or my drying rack or whatever it is that I have. I can usually do that. But when I get to past a day worth of dishes, then if I've got two days worth, then I have to do some either dry them and put them away before I can do the others. And then the water's gotten cold and I have to redo the water or I have to, you know, create, find another place for drying dishes or whatever it is. Um, the reality is dishes math is real. Okay. And so reminding yourself that if I will do this every day and you're not going to experience this till you've done it at least three days in a row. Okay. Cause the first day is catching up. Okay. It's not going to give you an idea. It's not until that second day and the third day when you go, Oh, that's right. Yesterday wasn't a fluke. It actually only takes this long when I only have one day's worth of dishes. And also when the dishes haven't crusted over, but anyway, um, but you know, dishes math is real. So remind yourself of that dishes math by doing the dishes every day. Um, laundry math, remembering that, you know, I had no concept of one week's worth of laundry until I started having a laundry day. You know, I've got podcasts where I go into great detail on the laundry day stuff. I'm not going to go into great detail on this one, but I am going to tell you that, you know, you have to find what works for you. And maybe it is doing one load a day. That is not what worked for me because I just kept doing the same load over and over because I kept forgetting about it. And then I would have to do an emergency load because then I was behind and I never got to the end of my laundry. But when I started doing a dedicated laundry day, then that is when I, um, understood, Oh, one week's worth of laundry, which then helped us declutter, which then all that kind of stuff. Now to be clear, I know I hear from 
a lot of people who will say, um, well, I work full time. I can't do laundry day. But I'm going to tell y'all that I hear from a lot of other people who say, I work full time. So I start my laundry day when I get home at six o'clock on Monday night and I do as much as I can. And, um, I'm usually able to put in my final load on Tuesday morning before I go to work. I mean, it's not so much about, do you have a day? Cause I do a lot of stuff on Monday while laundry is happening. Yes. I have to start and stop a lot. Um, by the way, it's Tuesday while I'm doing this and I'm just doing laundry day today because whatever, anyway, whatever I have a day when I'm doing it. Um, it's generally Mondays, but you can do a lot during laundry day. Yes. You have to start and stop, especially if you're going to do the amazing thing of folding right out of the dryer and putting it away immediately, which changes everything. But that right there, um, just having that mental, view of it as something that can be finished and then forgotten about and doesn't weigh on you anymore. Here's a big thing about this whole idea of, I don't have time to get all this stuff done. Yes, there is the physical stuff going on in your house that you can visibly see that's making you, and I know here I am say you, and I like to stick it with me, but okay. The physical stuff in my house that will make me feel anxious and frustrated with my home but I cannot underestimate the impact of the mental load that's going on. Okay. Like, I mean, I absolutely cannot underestimate that mental load because that mental load is for real. All right. So knowing that a big part of the motivation in doing a laundry day, it's not just to get your laundry done. I mean, that's a huge part of it. But it is also to have six or five, whatever you can do, guilt-free, I don't have to do laundry today. I don't even have to think about it. And I don't have to feel bad about not thinking about it. And I don't have to feel like I'm failing because I didn't do any laundry today. Why? Because you've got stuff in your drawers to wear. And you know that the next laundry day is coming. So there's something major that happens, um, that happens there. I mean, it's just, it's a big deal, y'all. I'm telling you, it makes a really, really big difference. Um, okay. Some sort of cooking. That's another thing that has to go on all the time. Um, you know, another thing, okay, hold on. Let me look at my notes real quick. I have notes. Are y'all excited? Can you tell, or can you not even tell? Um, it's also that boiling it down to the very most basic of what actually really, really matters. Dishes matter. Laundry matters. Five minute pickup matters. Um, cooking matters. Although those four basic habits that I've talked about so many times and that are in how to manage your home without losing your mind, those four basic habits are everything. I'm telling you, if you can keep those done, you're not going to feel like your house is out of control. Don't believe me. That's fine. Try it and see. Okay. But I wouldn't have believed it either, but it's amazing. The impact of those four teeny tiny little habits that can be worked in, in the midst of awkward pauses. Okay. Remember, look for awkward pauses, look for transition times that can be, um, okay. We transition from this to this. I think, um, the one who sent me the question about fitting and decluttering, I'm pretty sure you said you homeschool, but you know, look for those transition times of we move from this activity to this activity. Anyway, 
how can we work a small, teeny tiny little thing in there? Like everybody bring their dishes to the sink, everybody, you know, and whether it happens every time or not, whatever, the more you do it, the better. Um, but, or a five minute pickup or a two minute pickup or whatever it is that you can do. Um, okay. Uh, working things in. And as far as the, when on things, when do I do these things? I'm just going to be honest with you. I do most of these. I've got to do this every day stuff. Um, after I've picked up my kids from school. So it's generally in the time between, well, I'm generally in the car until about five 30 from about four 30 to five 30. And now it's moved till six. <laughs> Oh, life. Um, but you know, in that period of time, um, I might come home for 15 minutes between picking up two different kids. Uh, you know, that's an awkward pause. And so I'm like, okay, well I don't have time. And besides the fact that I try to not work after my kids are home, try, don't always succeed. Try. Um, but you know, I have that 15 minutes. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to go and, um, you know, if I put some stuff in the dishwasher or, go and change over that load of laundry or, you know, do a five minute pickup or check the bathrooms for clutter or sweep the kitchen or whatever it is. I generally do all of these things after my work day. Okay. Except with the exception of laundry, because I'm like, I'm home, I'm doing it. I will stop all day on Monday, every hour and a half, basically to change over a load of laundry. But in general, overall, I try to work all these little tasks in, in that time after work. And usually it's like, I've got dinner going And if it's not something I have to personally stand over the stove nonstop, I will work in a little five minutes here, five minutes there. And I can generally get most of these things done when I'm focused on getting these things done. If I'm not thinking about it, it doesn't happen. Okay. Um, okay. And that is another thing too, where cooking, remembering, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot and I talked about it last week was anytime where I can do work for a chunk of an hour or two, and then have the benefit of that for days or weeks later, for example, batch cooking, pre-cooking meats, um, you know, doing, using the prep dish plan, do it where you do your prep work once. So then it's super easy throughout the week. Those types of things are, um, very helpful in freeing up time throughout my week. Cause here's the thing. Here's the thing. I start to think about my day to day to day to day. And I start to think, I don't have any time. I don't have any time. Oh my word. I don't have any time. I just don't have any time to fit anything in. And I'm like, well, no, I don't have any time on Wednesdays and usually Thursdays and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? On Tuesday nights, I actually do have an hour okay, what can I do for an hour that's going to benefit me for those future times? Or maybe Saturday mornings. Yeah, we really don't have a lot going on on Saturday mornings. When do I have a chunk of time, a one hour, two hours, even 30 minutes where I can say, what can I do now to then benefit me in the future? Not everything can be done that way. I can't do a week's worth of dishes in 30 minutes. I need to do those every day, but I can cook my meat for the week. 
or I can do my prep work and my chopping and things like that for dinner so that those things happen, which then frees up time, which then makes me feel like, oh, okay, I can do this. Um, no, you may not have two hours every single night where you can, that you can spend in the kitchen making a healthy meal, but you might have two hours on one day where you can do things to make things easier in the future. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm preaching. I'll stop. Okay. So awkward pauses and transition times. Okay. Let me talk about our next sponsor who is new Poshmark. I hear from listeners, that's y'all, on a regular basis who are ready to declutter their closets but are having a hard time because they're stuck on the high value items. Y'all know from listening to me that the only thing that isn't an option when decluttering clothing is to keep something when you know it needs to go. That's why I'm excited about our new sponsor, Poshmark. I've checked out the site and it's a great option for selling nice clothing like the red leather jacket I've been debating about purging. Sometimes it fits, sometimes it doesn't. Anyway, um, Poshmark is the easiest way to buy and sell fashion items. Download the free Poshmark app to get started. Poshmark carries fashion for women, men, and kids. They have lots of great brands like um, Lane Bryant, J. Crew, Free People. My son has been asking for a specific kind of jacket. So I typed in men's XL black Adidas jacket and found several options that he liked. Items are priced, but if you see something what you want, you can make the seller an offer. Sell on Poshmark to declutter your closet or experience Black Friday every day on Poshmark. They offer designer brands like Louis Vuitton, Michael Kors, Tory Burch for a deal. Download the Poshmark app. Listeners of A Slob Comes Clean get $5 off your first purchase. Just enter the invite code CLEAN5. That's the number five clean five when you sign up. That's invite code clean five. Okay. Now we're going to talk about decluttering because that was another part of the, um, the question was when do I fit in decluttering? Um, that's basically the whole entire concept of decluttering at the speed of life. My most recent book, which came out, um, in February. Um, so decluttering at the speed of life, the whole point of that title is working decluttering into your life, whatever your life happens to look like. Um, I used to wait until I had a chunk of time to declutter. And that chunk of time rarely came. And if it ever came, I didn't want to declutter anyway, but I would wait until I had more time. I would wait until I had a day off. I would wait until the kids weren't home, whatever it was to that I would, I would just wait to declutter because I felt like I had to have enough time and I did not have that much time. Instead, because of the decluttering strategies that I've created for my own, um, rather distractible personality, by the way, thank you to those of you who have filled out the ADHD and anxiety survey for me. I would love for any of y'all to fill that out who didn't last week, um, at a slob slash ADHD. Also, if you're a mental health professional, there's a special thing for you there too. Okay. But anyway, um, the take it there now that one step is the key to being able to declutter in two minute pine, um, pine pockets, time pockets, um, or five minute time pockets or 12 minute time pockets that end up being five hours. Yeah. You can just keep going and you're only going to make progress or five hour time pockets that end up being six minutes. 
you still will only make progress. And that's the whole point behind my distraction fighting process that I have where that only makes progress that helps me be encouraged to keep going progress only progress. And the key to that is taking it there. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I have lots of podcasts on this. I talk about my decluttering questions, talk about decluttering without making a bigger mess. This is all what that's about. The basics are when you determine where something's going to go, which you determine that by asking the first decluttering question, where would I look for this first? Um, you take it there immediately. You do not put it in a keep box. You don't put it in a keep pile because those are procrastination stations. Those are places that allow me, first of all, to not actually make a real decision, but also they depend on life going exactly as planned. And if you're feeling overwhelmed and over busy and like you don't have any time, I'm guessing you don't feel like life always goes exactly as planned every single moment of the day. So when I take it there now, at any point when I have to stop, I've only made progress because there's less in the space than there was before. That's another thing is focusing on the space just being better than it was before. I may not be able to declutter the traditional way, which is pulling everything out, which I never tell people to do. Instead, I'm going to declutter Dana's way and just go, well, I'm going to make it better than it was before. It's not going to be perfect, but you know, the slob lady, whatever she says, if I do this and I'll just make it better, I'll be happier. Guess what? You will be. I can guarantee it. Make the space better. Take a picture before you start and take a picture at whatever moment when you get distracted. If you can remember to take a picture while you're distracted anyway, and, um, the space is going to be better than it was before you got started. And, that is how you work decluttering into a super busy life. I mean, that's just, that's just reality right there. Okay. Um, that's how you do it. And, um, and it's completely possible if you will focus and stick to the, um, take it there right now thing. Okay. Um, also remember to adjust expectations for various stages of crazy in life. You know, I mean, I've had to realize, and I think part of this is realizing that I have a project brain and that, um, part of the beauty of my project brain is that I'm able to let everything else go, um, while I'm working on a project. And so realize that when I'm in project mode, if I can just keep my dishes and my laundry done and we can do a five minute pickup and the house is not great, but oh my word, it could be worse because it has been worse. Um, I just adjust my perspective and go, you know what? This is pretty decent for project mode. Or even if I'm not getting my kitchen perfect every night, but I'm at least running my dishwasher every night, or I'm doing one load of dishes in the sink or whatever it is that you have to do. If I'm just doing that then when I go, Oh my goodness, grandma's coming or whatever, I can get it taken care of pretty quickly because I wasn't crazy behind. Okay. So just kind of adjust for various stages of crazy in life. Um, focus on the five minute pickup. Uh, this is how you maintain decluttering progress. Um, it's how, you know, you keep from going to, Oh, this is so perfect to what in the world happened. It's back to worse than it was before. Five minute pickups is putting things back where they go, but focus on five minute pickups for maintenance and even for decluttering. Okay. So 
The beauty of a five minute pickup is it builds upon itself as you do it every single day, or if you don't do it every day, fine. But whenever you think of it, do it. As you do a five minute pickup, um, the next day, there's going to be less stuff out of place. And so you go, okay, let me, um, you know, I, it took me two minutes to get all the normal stuff out of place. Well, I've still got three minutes left. I'm going to focus on anything visible in here that's actually clutter. And I'm just going to ask myself the two decluttering questions about item by item, take it where it goes right now. I've always got an ongoing donate box. And so I've got that there. And as I do that, I'm actually able to make decluttering progress in the midst of the five minute pickup. You know, um, I've talked before about my kids are wonderful resources on the five minute pickup now that they know how to do it. But I mean, when I have all the kids doing the five minute pickup, not in the beginning when I had to teach them what to do, but now that they've been doing it for years, I mean, it makes a huge impact. And so we're able to do a five minute pickup. And while they're working on all the basic obvious stuff, sometimes I'm over there spending five minutes working on a spot that needs to be decluttered. And that, that five minutes a day consistently will make a huge impact. Okay. So those are ways to work that into, um, and also remember that decluttering is like working ahead. It's kind of like the whole, um, what did we talk about before the batch cooking or, you know, doing your prep work, like with prep dish, um, decluttering is working ahead. Meaning once an item is actually out of your house, it's out of your house. It's never going to end up on the floor or shoved on top of a cabinet or stuck in a drawer again. So decluttering is like working ahead because a house that has less stuff in it is for a fact easier to keep clean. Okay. Stuff explosions where life got crazy and everything is out of place. It's never going to look as bad as it did before you decluttered. So I think sometimes shifting that mindset and knowing that unlike dishes that are just going to get dirty tomorrow or laundry that is just going to get worn tomorrow, decluttering actually has a lasting effect that's going to make my life easier in the future, which is a motivating factor for me in decluttering. Just like, you know, some people, and maybe this is a personality thing, but you know, some people are like, I don't want to, you know, spend my time cooking 10 pounds of chicken or whatever. And I'm like, I don't like cooking 10 pounds of chicken. That's not why I do it at all. I'm not like, woohoo, I'm going to cook 10 pounds of chicken. No, but I love not having to cook chicken every night for 10 nights or whatever nights that we eat chicken. So it's worth it to me to put that uh, effort in, push through, do this work because I know of the benefit that it's going to have later. I can look at decluttering in the same way. It's not fun. I don't enjoy it most of the time, but it has a lasting effect. And I know it's going to make my life easier ongoing down the road. Okay. Does that make sense? So in, you know, changing that view of decluttering and looking at it, um, differently. Okay. Let's talk about audible what would it look like if we all listened more? Listening to audiobooks motivates, inspires, and even brings us closer together. One of my favorite things to do on a road trip as a family is to listen to an audiobook 
together. There's no better place to listen than Audible because now Audible members get even more exclusive audio fitness programs, audiobooks, Audible originals, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. And now with Audible Originals, the selection has gotten even more custom with content made for members. My books, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind and Decluttering at the Speed of Life are on there. You can listen while you declutter. And I have the first two Harry Potter books ready to listen to as a family when we travel this month. Every month, every month, Audible members get one credit good for any audiobook they choose, plus two Audible originals from a changing selection that they can't get anywhere else. They also get access to audio fitness and health workouts created exclusively for Audible. Plus, your books are yours to keep. With Audible, you can go back and re-listen anytime, even if you cancel your membership. Didn't like your audiobook? Exchange it. No questions asked. Start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free. Go to audible.com slash clean or text clean to 500-500. That's your first audiobook free when you start a 30-day trial. Go to audible.com slash clean or text clean to 500-500. Okay, questions from Instagram. Um, so I asked on Instagram this morning, um, if anybody had any follow-up questions from last week's podcast, um, if you're not following me on Instagram, you totally need to be, I am so close to getting to 10,000 followers, you guys. And just so you know, the little thing about 10,000 followers is, um, in my stories where it's like a little video clips, I can only do the swipe up thing that sends you straight to a link or whatever. Um, if I'm over 10,000 followers, so I'm really motivated to get there because then I can do things like play a little snippet of the podcast and then you can swipe up and go straight to it. Anyway, Instagram.com slash a slob comes clean. But anyway, um, how do you, here was one of the questions. How do you start with the decluttering and tidying when you're exhausted? This person is a house cleaner and doesn't want to deal with her own mess after dealing with other people's messes. So a lot of it is very similar to, um, to, you know, what we've said here. And a lot of the thing I would say is, you know, look for those pockets of time when you're not exhausted and you can find something that you can do like laundry or, um, you know, pre-cooking or whatever, something you can do in those moments when you're not exhausted. So you don't have to do everything in those moments when you get home from work. Okay. Um, you know, another thing to do is, is when you have those moments, tell yourself, I'm going to clean the house for 30 minutes. I'm going to clean the bathrooms for 30 minutes. And sometimes that is a mental thing for me. Like if I say bathrooms take hours to clean, I hate cleaning bathrooms. You say, you know what? I don't have time or energy to do more than 30 minutes on this one day that I have off or whatever. I am just going to spend 30 minutes on the bathrooms and whatever I can get done, I can get done. I'm going to start in the one the guests use first and I'm going to move through, you know, if you have more than one bathroom, I'm going to move through them in the order of how visible they are. And I'm just going to do what I can in those 30 minutes. Guess what? A lot of times you're going to get a lot farther than you thought you would get. And every time spending 30 minutes, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to make, you're going to make a lot of progress. It's going to be a lot better and that will be encouraging to you, which, you know, that kind of stuff gives energy, 
visible progress creates that energy instead of, uh, it's so, I mean, not that you can't have, sometimes it's, it's a mental block. Okay. I'll just be really honest. So my husband and my sons went, um, camping this weekend, last weekend. And I got caught in some rain and they came home. I came home and I was at church and I came home and, um, there were like extra big piles of laundry and I could probably come up with other reasons why I didn't do laundry yesterday, but I was paralyzed. I, I mean, I was just like, I don't love laundry day anyway. And that just added two big overwhelming piles of laundry for me. And now I will say that they, they had dried things out during the day. So it's not like it's sopping wet laundry sitting there, but I, it was overwhelming to me and it paralyzed me. And so I just, so I I'm acknowledging that that is a thing. I mean, it, it just is. There was really no other reason why I did not do laundry yesterday. I'm doing it today and I'm working through, but you know, finding, remembering that the key to sometimes the, the, something being overwhelming to you, the key to breaking through that feeling of being paralyzed and overwhelmed is to chip away at it. Say, well, I'm just going to give, give myself permission to do a little bit. Okay. I'm exhausted. I can't do much, but I'm just going to do the dishes. I'm just going to do one dishwasher worth of dishes. Even if I am not able to fit everything on this, in the sink in there, I'm just going to run one thing of dishes. I'm not even going to squeeze every last thing in there. I'm just going to put stuff in there and run the dishwasher. And it's amazing how much better things look and how that will actually give energy. Okay. I'm not getting all woo woo here. I'm just saying for me personally, it's like once I got through that first load of laundry, I went, Oh, okay. I can do this. But when you look at the overall, sometimes it's just so incredibly overwhelming. Okay. So, um, you know, finding pockets where you're not exhausted to do things that will benefit you, fit you in the future. Um, sticking to those basic, what does it actually take? Don't get caught up in the overall. Know that even if your um, floors technically need to be vacuumed, if you'll just give yourself permission to just do a five minute pickup because you just don't have the energy to do the vacuuming, your house is going to look a lot better and you're going to feel better about your house and less discouraged just from that five minute pickup. Okay. Um, okay. Here was a question that I liked and it's one I, I don't know for sure if I know the answer to or not, but it is something I think about a lot. And that is, does working from home make it easier or harder? This is somebody who, um, works from home and is trying to get this kind of figured out. I'll just be honest. I, um, have worked from home for this whole Desolification process. I would have said in the times when I did work outside the home that um, working outside the home made it harder. But then when I was a stay at home mom, my house was even worse. And so I don't, you know, the one thing I've learned is whatever situation I'm in is the situation I'm in. You know, so for me personally, yes, working from home, I do think that there are some things about it that make it easier. I can do laundry day on Monday during the day. I mean, that's just, that's easier. Um, but I also cook myself lunch every day. So that's three times a day, you know, to get the kitchen cleaned up. Um, or three times a day that the kitchen just gets a little bit dirtier and dirtier. Um, 
you know, especially when my kids were home, there's people home all day, they're using things, they're living, you know, if you think about your Saturday, if you work outside the home, if you think about Saturday, and the way the house looks at the end of a Saturday, where you're not, you know, spending the day cleaning, versus, you know, Monday, if you went to work with it clean, you're going to come home with it clean, you know, you just think about stuff like that. But the reality is, it's these same basic tasks for everybody everywhere in the whole entire universe. And so I just have to figure out how to work it in. Um, and go, there are unique challenges for those working from home. And there are unique challenges for those working outside the home. I mean, I think they're different challenges. And so for some people, they might be like, Oh, well, that challenge for other people. That's easy for me, whatever. But for other people, you know, so it's, you have unique challenges. Oh, how did I not turn off my phone? Um, you personally have unique challenges and each life situation has its unique challenge. So kind of figuring out how to, for you to personally deal with your own challenges in the challenges of your situation. That's the key. Was that ambiguous enough? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, there are things that are easier and there are things that aren't, you know, I mean, you can take, um, five minutes of your lunch break to do a five minute decluttering pro, um, project. Yes. Process, whatever you you can do that. Um, but you're also making a mess at the same time while you're home in general. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's a tough one, but the main thing for me is just going, okay, what does work here as opposed to why doesn't this work here? Anyway. Okay. Um, here's one. Let me see how long I've been talking. I am just going to tell you guys, those of y'all who don't like the long podcasts, I had several people tell me last week they do like the the long podcast. Now all of y'all that don't like them are going to be like, well, we better email her too now. Um, anyway, sorry. I'll keep going here a little bit. Um, this one is one that could probably be its own podcast, but I'll keep it short. And it's basically acting about kids, toys, and random stuff. Should I just do it without them? Someone once made me feel guilty for doing it that way. Well, I got thoughts on this, y'all. Um, I got big thoughts on this. If you've read my books, you know my thoughts. Um, all right. So the whole someone once made me feel guilty. That person, if they don't live in your house, they don't matter. Um, so anyway, here are here is my personal, what I have come to as a decision for me personally in this type of situation. Okay. Five minute pickups have to happen whenever I think about five minute pickups. Here's what I used to do. when I would check the bathrooms for clutter and my kids were at school or I would be doing a five minute pickup and I'm like, okay, now that I'm doing a five minute pickup, I notice that there are, um, you know, toys or whatever all over the living room floor. I didn't see those before, but now I see them and I'm like, oh, my kids need to do that themselves. Why don't they pick those up? Blah, blah, blah. I finally came to this decision that I was not going to let myself feel guilty for going ahead and picking them up. Because here's the thing. Well, okay. Here's what would actually happen. I would see the, the stuff and I would go, you know what? I am the kind of mom that wants to teach my kids to do what's right. I'm going to leave that stuff and they're going to pick it up. And then they would get home from school or whatever they had been doing. And it would never occur to me. 
it would become invisible to me again and life would go on. And then I wouldn't think about it until the next day when they were at school and I would go, Oh man, I forgot to do that last night. I've got to remember to do that tonight. Meanwhile, more toys were out in the floor. And so it was even worse than it was the day before. And I was telling myself, Oh, I've got to be a better mother. And I've got to remember tonight to, um, have them pick up their toys. And then that night would happen and we'd have soccer practice and we'd have dinner and it would never occur to me. And then it would be the third day. So I finally just decided, you know what? I'm going to pick up whatever I can pick up, whatever is most visible in my own five minute pickup. Whenever I happen to think of having a five minute pickup. Okay. I don't set a five minute pickup for a certain time of day because if that time of day comes and goes, my tendency is to go, Oh, tomorrow I've got to remember instead. If it, that time comes and goes and I go, Oh, I didn't have my five minute pickup. I just do it right then. And my house is better off because that's actually my goal. Okay. Is my, for my house to be better off. Cause here's the reality. I pick up stuff off the floor and that action of picking it up makes me oh so much more aware of my floor. Okay. And oh, so much more aware of toys in the middle of my floor. I do a five minute pickup. I pick that stuff up and then I go, Oh wow. My floor looks so much better. My house looks so much better. Oh, it looks so much better. And do you know what really catches my attention more than it would have before when it all just blended in with the mess that I'd left there waiting for my kids, the new toys that come and get put on the middle of the floor. Okay. So because I went through the physical action of cleaning it up and then noticed how much better it looked. When a new mess appears, it doesn't escape my slob vision as often. Okay. And so I see it and I go, Oh, and then I'm reminded to do another five minute pickup. It's not that I'm not having my kids do the five minute pickups. It's that I am not waiting on them to do a five minute pickup. I just do another one when they're home. Does that make sense? Whenever I think of it, and I'm more likely to think of it when they're home, if I went ahead and did it during the day, and there's always going to be more. And if they get those new toys picked up, there's going to be time for them to go and do other stuff in that five minutes too. Okay. So I, whenever I don't ever, I don't want to say ever, but I, my goal is to not do the housework in front of my kids as, and make them think that's my job, not theirs. Okay. That's never the goal. If I'm working on the house and they're home, then I bring them into the process. Okay. Here's a job for you. Here's a job for you. Here's a job for you. Let's all do a five minute pickup. You clean that bathroom. You pick up this, you do this. Okay. If, if we're all home, we're all working together, but if they're not home and I have the presence of mind to be focused on some of my tasks, I go ahead and do those tasks. Does that make sense? So my goal and my house is better off because I've never had such a perfect house that it was only the one little thing in the middle of the floor. There's always plenty of stuff for them to do, even though I did that. All right. And I'm guessing if somebody has a perfect enough house that it's the only thing to do is that little mess in the middle of the floor. Well, then they're probably going to actually notice and remember when the kids are home. So 
It's me fighting against my tendency to not notice that stuff. And how do I do it? I go ahead and pick it up now. And then I bring the kids in on it whenever they're home. Okay, that's like, you know, in the summer, the kids do their own laundry. And that was something we just started this summer. But even the summers before that, they had just participated with me in the laundry. You know, so that is, um, I want everybody to be capable. I want everybody to know that it's everybody's job, but it does not work well for me to continually put it off because when the kids get home, that's when things get crazy. I'm not able to, you know, sit down and make a list and figure out all the things that needs to need to be done. Now we're running here, running there, getting dinner on the table, having dinner together, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, so go ahead and do it now and do it later with the kids. Make sense? Okay. I hope that's been helpful. Um, thank you to those of you who have joined our Patreon community recently. Um, I am caught up on inviting everybody. I'm actually pretty good about that one. I'll say that. If you are a patron, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to patreon.com slash the slob comes clean. Um, you can be a patron of this show at the $5 a month level. And if you are a patron of the show, uh, you can get invited to our super secret Facebook group. But if you, um, you have to fill out the form. Okay. So there is a form to fill out. It is linked in Patreon. Once you become a patron at that level, if you don't see it, just email me a slob comes clean at gmail.com. Okay. And I will get you the form so that you can get that filled out, but I can't invite you until you fill out the form. So make sure that you have filled out the form. Okay. Um, this has been fun and, oh, and I will be in Phoenix tomorrow right? Because this is coming out on Thursday and I'll be in Phoenix speaking on Friday afternoon and Saturday morning. So I would love to see you there. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.